Uh, we wanted to know which nightmare made you the most terrified. So the lines have closed and your votes have been counted and verified. A lovely little rhyme there to kick off our Elm Street episode, in which we'll be revealing your worst nightmare and counting all the way up to your best nightmare. This is Devil Times 5 episode 19, a 19 on Elm Street, if you will. I'm Cliff, and my fellow dream demons are Bryony, CJ, Phil, and Emily. Hello. Hiya. Oh. Um, best nightmares are a thing, aren't they? Is it because we're horror fans? I th- I, when I have a nightmare, I'm like, yeah, that was really good. Loved yeah, it. I've had some um, some great ones. The best one I'll never forget was the zombie one with Sean Pertwee in it. Um, Hi. Right. Uh, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing your love for uh, for Sean Pertwee. Paul Pertwee. I love Paul Pertwee. <laughs> it was probably more more um, more like a Joe D'Amato porno zombie thing, was it? He wasn't a zombie. He were, he rescued me from a cupboard. He went, "Come on, we gotta go." And, uh, <laughs> so, good, so good, I good. did. It was great. It was a fabulous day, night. I there. was once chased around my house by Leatherface with a chainsaw. It was it was terrifying at the time. Then I woke up, thought, brilliant, loved it. <laughs> 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 I haven't had a nightmare for ages. I can't think of the last time I had a nightmare. My sister used to have great ones about um, everybody turning into Skip's crisps. You know, Skip. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a nightmare, that's the dream, surely. Well, it's a nightmare of people that you love are turning into crisps. Well, (laughs) that's so tasty. A double-edged sword, I suppose. Do I eat them or do we just carry on as normal? I think if if my family and loved ones turned into Skip's crisps, I wouldn't consider eating them at all. I would um, be be genuinely, genuinely upset (laughs) that I no longer had a wife. I think this is beyond our pay grade. I think this is is therapy talk. We should... uh... (laughs) (laughs) all right well everyone gets ready for freddy let's see what our highs and lows have been from the last month of horror viewing and we'll start with bryony me hello um being the basic bitch of this podcast i went and saw (laughs) the shining uh at the cinema and that was great um the first time you've seen it or first time i've seen it at the cinema um and it, it just did add to the effect and it was practically empty which is great um because i hate people in the cinema so it was mm-hmm. a really nice experience. My lows, so I actually went rummaging around Netflix for a low this month, um, and I ended up watching Happy Birthday to Me, yeah. which started as a low, and then I kind of just got into it, and then I think I loved it, but <laughs> then I got confused, and then I... Well, it's got a long got enough angry. running time for you to go through all that, doesn't it? Because it's, it's yeah, nearly it's like two hours long. five hours long, yeah. Because yeah, after Friday the 13th was a big hit, all the studios decided to do a slasher of their own but i think um mm. oh, is it columbia happy birthday to me they obviously missed the bit that it should mm. be like raw and quick and basic and so they got like jaylee thompson in to direct it a proper director made it really glossy made it nearly two hours long yeah. and i think missed the point i kind of loved it though because it was just like it was a weird school because like it was some weird school with like a lot of rich people and like embassy kids and they were playing football which I found weird because you never see that in American films and they're really into it. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that's probably my biggest complaint. That and just all the red herrings. Like, it was it was a bit much. But I I just, I, I went away just, like, not sure if I really enjoyed it or if I enjoyed hating it or if I hated enjoying it. Um, but if you have, like, a whole day to kill, I would recommend it. <laughs> well, a lot of people love Happy Birthday to me. It is, it is one of the... I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence of it. I'm really on the mm. fence. Um, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, my cat's just appeared. Oh, my cat has arrived. 
<laughs> right, okay. CJ. Cat bum, cat bum, cat bum. <laughs> I would say the high is probably uh, Phil's cat. Yeah, oh, that's really cool. Um, the high for me. This is tough because I actually had quite a few good films this month uh, for a change. But I think the one that has stayed with me most uh, is a film called The Lodgers. Don't know if anybody else has seen The Lodgers. It just came out uh, a couple of weeks ago on DVD. Uh, kind of a gothic y horror thing, which is not normally my bag. Uh, but this one just had a really nasty twist to what the family ghost was and why it was there. Uh, and I think I kind of sat through most of it just thinking, oh, you know, this is nice gothic nonsense. And then the ending was so, like, grim. But I thought, ooh, ooh. And it really got under my skin, and I like that. So yeah. I think The Lodgers is probably my highlight for, for being a little bit uh, unexpected and different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and The Low Light, uh, weirdly, I, I went looking on Netflix last night to try and find a low light because I was panicking that <laughs> I hadn't seen any bad films. Uh, and I, I watched two films that were actually quite good, so, so that failed. Um, but then I realised I actually already had a low light, but it was so low I had forgotten I'd watched it. <laughs> and, uh, and that was The Endless, uh, which really, I mean, I'm not even going to make a joke about the, the title, uh, but The Endless is really, really crap. It's by the guys who directed a film called Resolution, and uh, it's sort of in the same universe as that, but it's a film in which... Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead write and direct themselves as characters called Justin and Aaron, and the film is basically about their films to date as a metaphor. So it's kind of navel-gazing, self-obsessed, really pretentious, considering they've only made like three low-budget films, and the third one is all about themselves and their films and... Oh god, it would just. Well, so they get a bit of spring in there as well. Then it's not just about it's not just um, sequel to resolution. It's got spring in there as well. No, I think it'd be a stretch to say that it explicitly refers to spring. It does refer to VHS though, and they had a short oh, right. in VHS viral. There's a there's a direct reference to that. Oh, which one did they do in VHS viral? They they did Bone Storm, the skateboarder one. Oh, that was that was really quite good. That one. I, I actually like Spring, to be fair. I thought Spring was a good movie. Um, Spring's alright, yeah. It's all into... Resolution. Yes, that one. Um, mm. but, but the end... I think Resolution's got a really good concept when it when you, it turns out what the yeah, the big mystery is. Yeah, but, it's, but massive it's spoiler. not great. It was, it was done better in Cabin in the Woods. Uh, well, I don't like either film, to be honest. You like Cabin in the Woods? No. Kevin no. Woods is perfect. I don't understand people who don't like that film. There's something devoid of joy if you don't like missing. it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. No, no joy. Oh, I found it really smug, Kevin Woods. I'm just laughing uh, at Phil's you might, cat. You, you this might... is great. <laughs> I know, me too. It's just hypnotised I've, I've really struggled to form a coherent sentence throughout yeah. my life. And it's sorry, just... I'll, put her, I'll put her down, but she, she'll just jump back. No, no, no. That's no, a bit, no. bit much. I'm just really enjoying, just like, no. Every now and then I'll look up. You have a pet cemetery out the back. She just comes back angrier and angrier and angrier. Um, so if you Emily. disappear, she's gone evil. Um, 
I don't really have a low light this month. I've got a um, I've got a film that I enjoyed, but I wouldn't recommend to anyone unless they enjoy camp old seventies bollocks as much as I do. Oh yeah, I absolutely do. Me, me. Uh, it's a film called The Baby from nineteen seventy three. Oh, oh that down. I, I keep meaning to watch that. It's on Prime, isn't it? So it is. Yeah, it's yeah. um, it's kind of a little bit like you know, like uh, Werewolf Woman last month. So it's sort of it's mm. very very stylish, and there's a lot of people in false eyelashes being horrible to each other which is one of my favourite genres. It's a little bit like that, only it's an American film, and it's also a little bit like proto-John Waters, but like six years too early. Um, bits of it are really boring, bits of it are really weird, but um, yeah, I quite enjoyed it, and then afterwards was like, I'm sure that wasn't actually good on any particular level, so, <laughs> you know. And um, my highlight was uh, Street Trash, which I'd not seen before. My friend got it for me as a birthday present, and um, I was really happy. So I watched that yesterday whilst I was actually myself practically melting. Mm. Um, <laughs> Isn't it I, had, I was on the sofa with an ice cream, and myself and the ice cream were one, which, again, was kind of appropriate to the, the film. So. I'll do mine next. Might as well. Um, I've actually seen a lot of good stuff this month. Uh, I've got. It's been a hard choice for my high. I'm going to go for the one that is the most actual outright horror film rather than horror adjacent, which is um, The Evil Within directed by Andrew Getty of Getty Oil fame. Um, 15 years in the making for some reason. It wasn't completed until two years after he died. Um, fuck knows why. <laughs> I'd, it's a real shame the Blu-ray doesn't have a documentary about the making of the film on it. Cause He's it's, too, like, it's too dead to do that, isn't he? Well, it would, be, it would be fascinating to know exactly what was going on there, but it's, it's, it's quite a remarkable film, really. It's about this uh, boy with learning difficulties who's... Um, is, older brother and carer puts a mirror in his room and it's, it seems to be a cursed mirror and the boy's reflection starts telling him to kill people and um, but he, he doesn't just kill people he does something really fucking incredibly twisted which has an <laughs> amazing payoff in the final scene um, you've seen it haven't you CJ? Yeah, yeah yeah the special effects are just unbelievable I mean it's a really dumb strange slow ponderous film but yeah there is a hell of a payoff yeah yeah it's brilliant um and my low is the executioners which is a new american uh home invasion film uh well home invasion rape revenge kind of thing um it's i called it in my review the house on the edge lord of the park because <laughs> it's the way the way that the uh, the home invaders the rapists um, have made themselves up like not wearing masks but they've painted their faces different colors um just because it looks cool on camera not because it would actually disguise their appearance or anything <laughs> um but it's terrible just i i don't remember much about it now it was about three weeks ago i saw it but it's it just awful 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 phil Hello, um, my high is Train to Busan, or Busan, okay. I suppose, um, which is fantastic, South Korean zombie film. Um, have you all seen it? It's yeah. quite famous, I guess. No, um, I haven't. I just really loved it. It's just a really, really good zombie film. It's all set on a train. Um, the zombies are like 28 days later zombies. So they run, and I, no, I'm not a big fan of running zombies. So if there's like a running zombie film, I'm not really on board. But these zombies do weird sort of like head cricky cracky type things, which I really liked. The zombies I, seem proper. I love scary. the uh, the first zombie. She was brilliant with her. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. But but um, I mean, it was an anticlimax after that because she was the best one. I was like, you should just have mm. that one. I think they were all good. Like the zombies 
the zombies piling onto each other and piling over oh, no, each I other. I hate that. I hate I love the CGI that. zombie that trail. No, that's just... oh, I like the ZB. I really like the CGI zombie trail. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> um, I really liked it. it. Had lots of George A. Romero type characters in it. There's like a guy who's trying to save himself at the sort of the at the uh, at the expense of other people. It had lots of the sort of similar sort of George A. Romero social commentary in it. But mostly, it was just a really well made, very tense zombie film. The zombies were scary, the characters were good, and it had a good story, I thought. I it has no it. gore, and it's two hours long. It is too long. And what's your low? I haven't... Well, I was going to say, I haven't really got a low this month. Um, but then, uh, you started mentioning The Cabin in the Woods, didn't you? So, fuck it, mm. I'm going to have The Cabin in the Woods. No! Because I hated that film. <laughs> what's wrong with Devoid you? Devoid of joy. <laughs> I'm full of joy, but it was so smug, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it really so is. smug? No, no, no. So I, I really like... I quite like meta horror films as well. Like I even like yeah. Jesus Christ, the, the new nightmare. Um, yeah. I quite like meta in it, but it's just so like, man, look what we did, and you didn't see it coming. <laughs> oh, go fuck yourself, coming. cabin in the woods. I really I wish that was. Fact. I hope that's the director's commentary. Is just that for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> wow, got you again. Is it Josh Josh Whedon? Yes. Yeah, Josh Whedon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's quite yeah, smart. Don't, you know, they've don't, got the big know. board at the don't side and they've got all the different ways you can die from all the different... Oh, that's fantastic. That's such a lovely little... No, it's it's, oh, no, it's, it's not it's good. built for people to pause I... and go, oh, did you pause? Did you read well, it? And all the rest of that. It's just what, so Bill? like... I bloody nah, did pause. Nah, nah, I had a great time with it. Look what we did. We've been to college. <laughs> I, I, I have never paused the film to look at the text on the wall and feel quite bad. But I, I just enjoyed not even wacko. a couple of words. Like, you know, I paused and what, so... Not even wacko. <laughs> no. So yeah, I have that cabin in the woods. Did yeah, you not, good. Uh, Cliff? Are you the only person who's on my side? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, I, I, quite, I quite like it. Yeah, I don't think it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Reassess your lifestyle choices. <laughs> Okay, dear listeners, just a heads up that our next episode won't be until the very end of August and towards the end of August, it's Frightfest in London. I will be there for the whole weekend wearing and carrying various bits of Devil Times 5 merch. Uh, so if you see me, come and say hi. It would be great to meet some of you listeners. And Emily, you're going for the final day, the Monday, aren't you? For the you? Monday, that's right, yeah. yeah. It's the first time I've actually been organised enough to get a day pass, so cool. I'm excited. And the rest of us are going to be fielding a team at the pub quiz on the eve of the festival, which I'm well looking forward to. Uh, right, so that's Fright Fest coming up. Um, now it's time to prove that four knives are better than one. So before we start the countdown, uh, let's start at the beginning. I don't know who he is, but he's burned, and he wears a weird hat, and a red and green sweater really dirty, and he uses these knives like giant fingernails. So, Nightmare on Elm Street, I mean, we don't have to talk much about the original 1984 Nightmare on Elm Street because it's been talked about over and over and over and over again. Just uh, interesting, like your memories, reactions about, you know, having seen it, whether you think it stands up today. Bryony, I was particularly interested because, as the youngest member of Devil Times 5, you'd never seen... (laughs) You'd never seen a single Elm Street film before this month, which is amazing. Yeah, I just stayed past me by. Um, The only Elm Street film that would have come out when I was regularly going to the cinema as a social activity... Um, would have been Freddy vs. Jason and it just held no interest in me whatsoever. 
So, yeah, this month is the first month I've watched any of them, and I digested... So what did you think of the first one? First one I loved. Um, I actually started with Freddy vs. Jason, because it's the only one on Netflix, um, and I guess yeah. we'll talk about that at some point, but it just put me in such a... It put a really bad taste in my mouth, and I was like, well, f- uh, fuck. And the thing is, I've seen so many parodies of so many films through watching The Simpsons. There's a lot of films I'll just never watch. Um, so I was aware of Freddy, because obviously it's a huge thing, uh, I was aware of the plot, so I knew what was happening, what was coming, how to kill him. I knew all those things already, but despite that, I really enjoyed the first one. Um, to contrast it with Freddy vs. Jason immediately, as soon as it started, it was like, oh, it's Wes Craven, excellent. Oh, he knows how to write teenagers and how they talk. Because um, the dialogue okay. was believable. Because that's the thing I I love and I hate about a lot of American Sasha films, is like the American teenager dialogue. Um, mm, especially these days, yeah. Yeah, it's just, and they all have. Well, it's that thing, isn't it? That they don't, they don't seem to write characters who are believably friends. No one no. ever seems to like each other these days. Yeah, but um, no, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh, the effects because I'm a big fan of like proper, proper effects, not done with those computer things. Um, they still stand up for me because it was like watching it with a fresh pair of eyes, as you say, um, because I am a child, apparently. <laughs> I am the dream child. Um, oh, I'm a fan now. But yeah, it was just... <laughs> watching it, it was like I could see iconic moments. And some of them I picked up from like clip shows and stuff, but there were some moments I hadn't seen before and I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's iconic. Like, I can see why this is such a big deal. But um, I really liked it. Uh, I hated the ending. <laughs> oh, the ending's terrible, isn't yeah, it? It's such an anticlimax. Yeah, I, well... I, did a lot of research. The same research. Really bad ending. Yeah. Um, that was the producer's fault, wasn't it? Yeah, it we, wasn't. We it wasn't Wes. We made him do that. Yeah, um, but it was very funny. I loved the uh, the dummy going through the window. So, do you mean? Oh, do you mean that ending? The 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 um, stinger ending. The bit where. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I mean the. the I'm, blood, I was talking about the, the way that Nancy kills the Freddy. Just uh, turns her back on him and and then he turns into sparkles. Yeah, that did kind of remind Rubbish. me of um, Labyrinth because I was expecting <laughs> you I was have no say, power yeah. over me. Um, which is, I'm a fan of Labyrinth, so I guess that's why I liked it. Like, I, right. I had a Bowie flashback, which I always appreciate. Phil and Emily, you you pro 1984 Elm Street? Yeah, very much so. I love the fact it's got that kind of weird fairy tale edge to it, and it's also still slightly grimy in the way that a lot of kind of early Wes Craven stuff is. I, I, I kind of resisted for a long time watching A Nightmare on Elm Street just because when I was a kid, I was a bit of a Freddy cat and sort of seeing pictures oh. of Freddy and being like, oh my God, I'm scared of him. But oh, I did... fucking hell. It was the first um, 18 rated movie I ever rented. And oh, really? in the previous weeks leading up to it, every time I'd been in the video shop, I'd picked up the case and I thought, right, Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street. And I'd turn over the case and there'd be the still of Tina in the body bag with the centipede coming out of her mouth. Yeah. I was like, no, no, I'm not perfect. watching that. It looks far yeah. too scary. Exactly and the sort of airbrushy <laughs> kind of um, poster artwork as well. Yeah. Where you've got sort of Nancy mm. looking shocked in the claw. But then saying that I was scared of him, but when I was about nine, I did write a story in which Freddy was, um, un- I think it was, for some reason, there were various horror characters that were members of parliament. And Freddie was the Home Secretary, because we listened to a lot of Radio 4 in our house. And I put, I'm really fucking cool, guys. And then I put, um, the Home Secretary, Mr. Kruger, was unavailable for comment because he had to go and kill Kylie and Jason. <laughs> I've watched that. Nothing against Kylie and Jason. I don't know why I had it said that he'd killed them. I was clearly just trying to look cool. Yeah. That's amazing. I used to have a, uh, a life-size um, cardboard cut out of Freddy Kruger in my bedroom. Awesome. Um, 
I don't think Freddy Krueger ever massively scared me. I think Nightmare on Elm Street two was the first was the very first eighteen film I ever yeah. saw, um, and I can remember being scared by it, but not as scared as I was sort of later reasons. on by things. Different <laughs> reasons, yeah, absolutely, because I was blooming. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I was watching that documentary, which I know I, I know a lot of you watched before yeah, never this thing. And the thing that really sort of surprised me was how much work that Wes Craven put into making yeah. somebody who was sort of psychologically terrifying, like the fact that his cl- the claw came from me try to try to work out what was what was sort of um, the most animalistic. Yeah, the sort yeah. of uh, primal, that's what I was trying to think. The most primal fear that he could think of was a bear claw. And so he tried to make that. And he, I really love the fact that he, he, he sort of worked out that human beings don't like looking at red and green together, which, mm. you know, might be the reason I hate Christmas. But like, he's got so he's not making really such a supposed face. to be able to look at his jumper without feeling a little bit queasy inside. Right. And I think all of that sort of underlying stuff that he's done on it is why it's, why it's so enduring. And the fact, you know, I thought that um, the first one was the best one, but having rewatched them for all of this, I kind of don't think it is the best one anymore. No, it's um, not. But we will get on to them. Okay. <laughs> CJ, did you ever like it? Yeah, yeah, have you yeah. No, I, 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 think, I think rumours of my disliking it have been overstated. Um, I mean, I remember when, when it came out, this is a great bit of trivia for you, it was the first videotape in my local video library where they had two copies wow. that you could rent. Everything else, just one copy. Nightmare on the Street was so much in demand, they had two copies of the tape. Blimey. Yeah, I mean that's that's saying something. Must have really stood out when you walked into the video shop. <laughs> oh, it really did. Yeah, the whole the whole wall of two copies. Yeah, and they were both always on loan. They both had the little online loan stickers in. So um, yeah, it was a tough film to get hold of. Uh, eventually, my parents rented it because I mean the rumours about this film and how scary it was were just abound. Uh, and they rented it. And sometimes when they'd rent the tape, if it was suitable for me to watch, they'd just leave it downstairs by the video player. This one was right. not left hand <laughs> unfortunately. So oh, really? I, uh, yeah, so I didn't get to watch it. But then I was staying around at a friend's house, uh, probably must have about two years later, um, just after Freddy's Revenge had come out on video, and his mum had rented Freddy's Revenge. So we conspired to tell her that I'd already seen the first one, and therefore it was fine for me to watch Freddy's Revenge. Total lie, but it worked. So we watched Freddy's Revenge, which turned out to be the first 18-rated film that I'd ever watched, uh, and then the best part of it was I then went home, told my mum, oh, I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street 2 now, and she let me watch the first one, so it worked Yay. both ways. Yay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the original one, like, when I first watched it, I absolutely loved it. I mean, you know, I was a kid, and I think it really, I think the whole franchise plays really well to kids and uh, teenagers, uh, which is not a, a criticism um, in some of them it's a strength I think Wes Craven maybe goes overboard sometimes with the inane teen chatter like it's not that it's not believable but it's just it's it, it's just bantering sometimes I think there's a lot of that in the first one watching it again now uh, and I think it's really dated to the 80s more than so many films from the 80s that I watch what, what aspects of it? there was uh, Johnny Depp's crop top which reminded me of our our man in the werewolf film. No, no matter how many times I watch this film, I can just stare at Johnny Depp in that film and think, 
is that really Johnny Depp? I just cannot see Johnny yeah, Depp's face in Glenn. Strange, I don't connect it either. Yeah, I connect. I, I connect Johnny Depp as someone else. Then that's that's the character yeah. from Nightmare. Just doesn't look anything like. See, the Johnny I'm normally Depp, but... like that, but this viewing, I was like, yeah, that's definitely Johnny Depp. And then there was a scene where he was like, hey, my mom thinks I'm staying with my aunt near the airport, and he's playing all special effects down the phone. And I was thinking, yeah, yeah. that's Johnny Depp. Why is he asking his mum's permission? Isn't he fifty? <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, oh no, wait, it's it's weird. I think because I've. Maybe there's been more sort of press stuff recently about Johnny Depp being a terrifying yeah. shambles and yeah. people kind of forget. Yeah. 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 Like Ironically, he, he would be the scariest thing in that film. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, in, I think in Nightmare on Elm Street, Johnny Depp has a, a long face and in his later life, he had a more kind of diamond-shaped face. You know what I mean? Is that not just what happens to most people? Heroin, like the faces yeah. change. Yeah. They, Especially they if they drink a lot of Coca-Cola, wink, wink. Yeah, Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> that changes the shape. What are you saying? Cocaine changes the shape of your face. Coke bloat is a thing. Uh, any, anyway, uh, <laughs> yes, I digress. I, I think I, I think Nightmare on Elm Street is one of the best concepts uh, of all time for a horror film. Yeah, I think the idea I think, is yeah. so terrifying really well put together. so well thought out. I, I think it's brilliant, and I think the film just sells it a little bit short because it's it holds back. It's it's quite whimsical. Like, like mm. as much as the nightmare sequences scared me as a kid, when you watch them now, they they've got a certain whimsy to them. Like Freddy with these extendo arms, yeah. and it's it's all just I don't know. But it's, that's it's, good, it's isn't it? Because awesome. that's what dreams are like. Like I, I often yeah, think that about Nightmare yeah. on the Street. Is yeah, that yeah. dreams? Dreams are scare. Nightmares are scary, but also ludicrous. Mm. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, which, in lots which, of ways. Which captures. But just in such a wholesome way, it's just so <laughs> like nice <laughs> I, and I charming. See, I don't think I don't think any of the things you're saying are sort of anti things. I think they're all one of the reasons that makes it so different and interesting is that they are sort of not what you would expect them to be in some way. I mean, I don't think I would have I made see that. Like that, and as a result, it's it's better as a result, I think. But I don't know. Um, I think I think it's it's maybe just my expectation from being scared as a kid versus yeah. watching it as an adult and finding oh, actually, it's it's a different kind of film, and I just don't think I've quite managed to reconcile the two in a way that I don't find something about it a little frustrating. Did any of you try and make your own Freddy glove when you were a teenager? Uh, no. no. <laughs> Just moving on then. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, did you use actual blades or was it like fast lolly sticks? I, I had it on VHS and the, you know, the start of it is him making the glove in the little yeah. square. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would watch that and pause it and then try and recreate it. So I made and then like, get a welding kit out. Well, yeah, it, it's it was an old gardening glove, and it had oh, like wow. a it had a metal plate here, and then the the finger parts were made of um, copper piping that I like filed down, and <laughs> then the like blade. the blades were made of. I found an old um, I found a, a road sign, like a metal road sign. Wow. And like angle ground knives out of a metal road sign. Okay, so this wow. way, it looked like a Freddy glove. But that way, still sort of said, keep left on it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really, it was really, it was really fucking horrible and probably illegal. I made a Hellraiser box as well. And then, you know, got a girlfriend. Yeah. But like, <laughs> Phil, did you ever wear the glove out in public? No, no, God, no, never. No, uh, no, I remember once it. I went to a Halloween party and I made a leather face mask and got an apron so I was, and wore a tie and that, but I could not get hold of a chainsaw, so I had to go to this party carrying a pair of garden shears. <laughs> <laughs> what, did what did you, you make, make the mask out of? Was it ham? Because I would use ham. Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking ham. <laughs> no, it was calico. I just cut up bits and stitched it back together. It looked all right. Anyway, 
Uh, right, so last month we asked you to send in your rankings of the nine films in the Elm Street franchise, and at the bottom was this month's first feature, which was Samuel Bayer's 2010 remake. I had another nightmare last night. I can't tell what's real anymore. Is there anybody else out there that this is happening to? Every time that I dream, there's always this man. That's his mark, isn't it? Freddy. Remember me. How long have you been awake? Wait too long. I haven't slept in three days. I'm starting to dream with my eyes open. Screaming. I haven't even got you yet. Oh, God. No. Just me. Uh, you know the premise. A group of small-town teenagers realise that they're all having deadly dreams about the same knife-gloved murderer, one Frederick Charles Kruger. Um, this was not only bottom of our listeners poll it was very long way behind the eighth place Which and is weird, in fact a lot of people best one. hang on a lot a lot of people <laughs> even even made a point of how much they hate this one by putting their their rankings and then a massive gap and a load of dot 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 and then the remake people hate I, this film they haven't even seen it most of them i'm sure i i asked on twitter the other day like what people hate so much about it uh, and at least one person replied, well, I've heard it's very bad. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it, I mean, it obviously has a bad reputation because it's Platinum Dunes and it came out at a time when there was a slew of terrible remakes. But I think this is by far the best remake of the, the 2000s. And I think it's also the best Nightmare on Upstream movie. Wow. Bold words. Bold. Yeah, and and I, th- I thought maybe I'd just misjudged it because everybody hated it so much and I loved it. I thought, oh, I should revisit it. I watched it again two nights ago. Stand by it. I think there's I one or two what, scenes. What do you like about it? I think it's terrible. They're awful. There's, there's one or two scenes that really don't work. Mostly the scenes that it tries to recreate from the original don't work. Yeah. Because it uses oh, CGI. Talk, talking of which, calling the main character Nancy is really confusing because it's not the same it's, Nancy in no, any way, no. is it? But but, the, but this is what I mean. I think the, the bits that don't work are the direct references to the original, which yeah. I guess they had to put in there because it's a remake and they, they wanted to, to get that like, oh, oh you ruined all this. Which but they didn't have to. Day. They could have done it as a sequel with a whole bunch of new characters. Um, don't call one any of them But that wouldn't work. This had to be a complete reset because it does a lot of things with Freddy that have really only either only been alluded to or that you'd have to completely retcon in order to, to do this. Uh, and it has a completely different theme. I don't, I don't think it's about what Nightmare on Elm Street is about because it makes Freddy an abuse metaphor rather than a... Yeah, they really ratchet up the, uh, the child abuse, don't they? Yeah, yeah, to, to think... the point where it's just so dark and nasty. Like, there's some scenes in this which absolutely make my skin crawl. Like, they're horrific. And Freddy is awful in this. Like, he's so terrifying and nasty and just gross. And some of the, the, the things that he says, like, the whole bit that I love, the, and this is a spoiler for anyone who's not seen it, so tune out now um but the bit where they're talking about the micro naps and and that you'll go into a coma and you just kind of take that in and forget about it and then later on when when you realize that he's kind of led nancy into that trap where she will be comatose and basically be his abuse victim forever in in this endless dream 
that's so nasty so so nasty and the bit and the bit where the the kid has like however many minutes before his heart stops beating or whatever and freddy's like so we've got six minutes left to play and it's like oh he just makes my skin crawl i think jackie o'leary is so gross as as freddy in this what do you think of the makeup uh, the makeup's fine. Like I, I can I just say, Lord yeah. Voldemort's let himself go. That's what <laughs> oh. I think of the makeup. Yeah, it's like my my Freddy's got no nose. How does he smell? Burnt. <laughs> he looks like his face has melted <laughs> in strange ways. Whereas Freddy, he he looks more look, like a burns victim. He looks like yeah. an actual burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burn. yeah, yeah I think well, it's, I think, it's, I think the makeup's good. Agreed. Whereas. The general feeling, obviously, was, it felt like the sort of Batman Begins of the Freddy ones because even had the voice. <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, he's got the he's got the goddamn they, Batman voice. But yeah, because like the Batman yeah. films, but got very campy and silly, as did the Nightmare films, and then they you know got yeah. Nolan in, so it kind of felt like they were doing that. Like, let's get it back to being really dark and stuff. And I think yeah, if I'd seen if I'd seen this like with no knowledge of the prior films, I would have probably really really enjoyed it. But I did watch it after watching seven other. Nightmare films. Yeah, God. So, yeah, one after the other. <laughs> um, like they, watching them all in one go is is a bit much, isn't it? I, I've learnt my lesson. I kind of spread it out over a week and then save two yeah. for for, te- for camping. Um, I don't think it's a bad franchise to to marathon actually. It is like, bad because I've I've forgotten a lot of. They've all blended into what I've had to make. Yeah, notes, four, five, so and not... six just a, get, uh, yeah, like a big munge. I've just my notes basically just go gay one, Goonies one. There's one in drag. <laughs> Goonies one. I can tell which one the Goonies one is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Emily, do you like the, the remake? No. Um, it had everything that I hate about sort of modern horror movies. It had that really boring blue-grey colour palette. Um, yeah. I like the premise. I like the idea that it was going to this darker, more twisted place, but I hated the execution. I hated the fact that everybody in it with the exception of the aforementioned um, Freddy, and um, also the, um, is it Rooney Mara, the main girl? Everyone else just had this kind of generic, um, they all looked like they were 25, including the parents. Mm. There's that sort of generic kind of catalogue model thing. There was not, it was just, it was just really kind of, I don't know, it would have been an unsettling premise if it had had a bit of kind of grit and grime to it, but it was just kind of really sort of airbrushed and cold and just, nah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, and I think I think it starts off really. I think the diner scene at the start is really good. That is good. And it's then, got some good and stuff in it. And then it just stalls. The opening where he cuts his own throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. is very yeah. good. That's properly chilling. Really but it's strong, just... yeah. But then it just stalls for ages and just like sort of swings between recreating scenes from the original and bits of like boring exposition. And in the final confrontation, Freddy just turns into Mr. Exposition, just delivering line after line about who he is, what he's up to, and it just doesn't work mm. for me. I, I, I found that scene This is what I've been up disturbing. to, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if it's bad acting or if they were intentionally going for a really sleepy vibe, but pretty much everyone in it seems half asleep. Mm. I mean, I, I know they're meant to because they are half asleep. I like, I like that. Them. I think this is the only one where you get that feeling that oh, these kids haven't slept, and, and it gets worse as the film goes on. That's that sort of not quite that sort of falling into micro napping and all the rest. And I, I think yeah, that but, atmosphere works. I think they you could do. have done more with that though, with the atmosphere, because it all just seems it all seems sort of too clean and kind of I don't know, just lacking in menace. It also just means that it becomes really sleepy. To I had tons of micro naps watching it. 
the other day because <laughs> it's so boring. Everyone's everyone's I, like didn't oh, find that. So I found it the most yeah. consistently engaging of the of the franchise. I think it's got the least filler. Uh, the 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 one thing that I really really hate is the very very last scene. But then that's like all of them. The worst thing about it though is that the whole thing makes no sense because it it relies on every single teenager in it having no memory of having been abused. Sure. Every yeah. single one but of them has suppressed their memory. I mean, that's mo- a lot of horror metaphors don't stand up if you put them in a. Yeah, this is completely believable. But I thought I thought I thought that worked as a a story, like it was it, it was a good story. If we're like, gonna just, uh, pick uh, on small bits like that that annoyed you, the bit that annoyed me the most is when your lad was uh, doing his video blog, because that's what all teenagers do. Oh yeah, video blogs. Yeah. Um, how did he upload it after he died? Yeah, I'll, gi- I'll give you that. Oh, yeah. that. That was <laughs> that, yeah. that irritated me. I did yeah. not Maybe like Freddie that. uploaded it. Ooh. It's just Freddie can't upload it. His bits are too long. Other hand, they are swiping. Have you tried using a mouse on your other hand? <laughs> um, I'm left-handed, and yeah, I do switch around because I'm. I don't he, think Freddie's left-handed. Well, he, he is because when he turns his glove around, it says "keep left." <laughs> 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 I thought when they were going for like full on kind of Looney Tunes, Freddy with like the later ones, they should have gone with him like putting the glove on the wrong hand and going like, oh, yeah. and then going like this and cutting himself. Not out of character for those later films. That's like, true, it actually. Yeah. So easily into Freddy's Dead that I would not have noticed. Mm, it's true. One of the things I like about Frightman Elm Street films is the campness. That's one of the things that I find quite endearing. Um, so when they start going bonkers towards the end. Him sort of wearing, <laughs> him wearing sunglasses and getting on a skateboard and stuff doesn't massively bother me. Um, <laughs> so dark, Freddie. But but I thought that yeah, I thought that maybe the makeup I think actually bothered me because it's there's I don't know if it felt like there was a line that was crossed with the makeup into people who actually are serious burns victims who are sort of right. dealing with stuff in their real lives. Whereas Freddie's makeup is obviously carnival makeup, almost really right from the start. It's monster movie makeup. Mm. Whereas the remake, it's kind of ah, that could that could potentially be a, a guy's had real burns, you know. But that makes. Um, it... I know it's a small thing, but like to me, it's like a it's like a it's like a tonal thing that made me a bit like yeah, I'm not really sure. It but... doesn't feel like it's something that that would respond to being made seriously. Like I was really uncomfortable with the fact that that Freddie is a child molester, but um. So Freddie's a child molester who is the who is the son of a thousand maniacs, oh, right? Don't, but it, but don't he's, start he's on not. That. And in that's the fine. No. Like that's fine. You go, you go. Oh my god, son of a thousand maniacs. And it's a nice thing, and that's a scary guy. But then when you go, no, we're really going to go into what it was like to be a woman to be raped by a thousand people. You're like, no, that's not that's not a fun horror film anymore anymore. Is it? That's that's something really awful that I don't want to feel that I'm enjoying. And I think it may be it may be skirted slightly into that. Like I don't, I don't know. It feels like maybe there's that that maybe that's a misstep. But I, I, might mm, I think that's everything I liked about it was was that it what <laughs> it was so nasty and grim and disturbing, yeah. and I, I felt like that was what I wanted because that was kind of how I felt when I was a kid watching the first one. It was oh this yeah. is horrible, but as an adult I found it quite whimsical, and this brought back the oh, oh god that's horrible. I'm not saying like you shouldn't make films like that. Like I'm totally up for it, and like and go as dark and as horrific as you like. Um, You just didn't want that done with your nice cuddly Freddy. A little bit, yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? I think so, maybe. Maybe, possibly. I, I can see yeah. that. Hmm. All right, at number eight in our listeners' poll. Every town has an Elm Street. Ah! Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Uh, 1991, directed by Rachel Talele. This is the worst one. This is, no, this is the worst this one. Is I love this one. Dismal. That was a big fan. It's so not, bad. it's fun. So it's, bad. It was a good old The romp. reason it's fun, by, by this point, they'd just, you know, Freddy was a cultural icon, pop icon, and they just have fun with it. And Rachel Talale, um, as we discussed back on episode five, I think, when we talked about Ghost in the Machine, is a great which, director. Which is also a terrible film. Oh, it's not. It's a brilliant film. She's a great director. It's a lot of fun. I know. I mean, admittedly, when I first saw this at the cinema, I came out of it going, well, fucking five-star masterpiece. Love it. It's incredible. <laughs> it's not a five-star masterpiece. I think I was, like, a bit overwhelmed by the, overcome by the hype. They really of, like, sold it on the fact there was 20 really minutes in 3D, but, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah but... And, it, and it's so annoying watching the Blu-ray, which doesn't have the 3D bit, and, like, mm. that bit where, where, where yeah, she's going, holding the... oh, look at this knife. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like, what about this fucking knife? All the things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw this in the so I saw this in the cinema as well. I think this is yeah. the first horror film I saw in the cinema. Right. And I I think I thought it was dog shit right from. The... Mm. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, yeah. what's what's weird is like what you say about the hype and the the cinema. Like I, I mean maybe for Brian it's different because um, you're coming to this for the first time. But this was like like Nightmare Elm Street was like if Drake drops a record. Like everybody who's even remotely into hip hop, even if you don't like Drake, you'll you'll listen to Drake's new record just because it's going to uh, be. I fucking him. don't because Drake is dog shit. But okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I love hip hop, but I do not listen to Drake. Big name. It was like the million selling. That was that was the big name in horror. So when there was a new Nightmare on Elm Street film, and and yeah, every everybody went to see them. Every you know this this was such a big thing that even if you hated the last three. You'd still be like, oh, it's Elm Street, but we'll, we'll go again. Also, I love the editing in it. I mean, I think I was blown away at the time by some of the edit, the editing, like the bit where the, the screen just smashes like it's made of glass. Um, no, also, I think like Fal- the, the Fulci did that better in Gates of Hell. <laughs> in City of the Living Dead. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Roseanne Barr's good, isn't it? Yeah, the cameos, I was about to say. Roseanne and Tom Arnold and um, Alice um, Cooper. This is and... not good. Like, Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold are not a good cameo. Alice okay. Cooper is slumming it. But I, yeah. I was excited at the time when it came out, and I still, I still think it's a really good fun. Carlos's death is awesome. Oh, that is because that's extremely oh, yeah. well done. That oh, is cool. yeah, with oh, the, the, whole the, the hearing aid. Yeah, I didn't like that. The that pins. I think the main thing that gives it a sense of fun is the fact that Robert England has gone like full proper Bugs Bunny in it. Yeah, and you see what a good kind of physical comedian he is, and he's just really kind of throwing himself into it. And even just the way he does the Freddy laugh, it's not sinister. It's like someone's dad's told an embarrassing gag at a barbecue. Kind of thing. <laughs> 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 it's just yeah. not like that, but like it actually sounds yeah. like in the film. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, moving on to number seven. It's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> a Nightmare on Elm Street: The Dream Child. Stephen Hopkins directed, um, 1989. This is the first one I saw at the cinema because, um, yeah, I'd have been 13. I was in Paris on holiday and it was rated 12 in France, so I got to see it at the cinema. And even though I had the excitement of seeing, like, basically an 18-rated horror film at the cinema when I was 13, 
even then, I could tell this is the worst Elm Street to date. I think more than all, more than almost any of them, the plot of this one is just all over the shop. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah. They're 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 in build they're in this building, then that building, this setting, that setting. This person's dead. This person comes alive. This person's a baby. Then it's in this body and that body. It's completely <laughs> insane. Yeah, it was, yeah which it was again, I don't massively dislike. But it's but it is the craziest of them all, I think. And and then he's on a skateboard. <laughs> oh, that super super Freddy is the worst thing that ever happened to Freddy. No, no, Nintendo Freddy and Freddy's Dead is surely oh, like worse. No. Yeah, Nintendo Freddy's the worst. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, no, when he's actually a computer sprite. Yeah. Okay, that's bad yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. terrible. Um, but the thing the thing about Part Five, I remember reading in Fangoria at the time, um, Stephen Hopkins, the director, saying, "Right, we're going to put." Freddy back in the shadows where he belongs. He's going to be scary again. We're not going to see too much of him. He's not going to be cracking jokes. And um, then obviously New Line said, well, no, I don't fucking think so. Because yeah. the first thing you see of Freddy is like some silly puppet baby going... <laughs> and it just looks... Oh, he's, he's, in the, he's in the light all the time. He's not in the shadows at all. He's terrible. It looks, yeah. The makeup is awful in this one. Well, the, motorbike, bad, yeah. the motorbike death really scared me when I, was, when I watched it the first time. The motorbike scene is great. Greta's death is great in their uncut versions. But the um, MPAA cut all that out, so Greta's death doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. I watched the documentary before I watched this one. Um, Mm. So my opinions are kind of blurred by, like, whenever I'd see that death, like the cut one, I would immediately think of the one, the uncut ones that I saw in the documentary. Mm. So in my head, it wasn't a bad film, but... Like watching it, they, a lot of it didn't make sense. It was, it felt really cobbled together. It was just a bit like they've just all been given a formula and then cut it all to pieces. It's kind yeah. of tonally all over the place. And also, the two films prior to this end with a song that kind of thematically makes sense. This one ends with a rap by um, Cool Modi, I think, rapping about how he thinks LL Cool J is a cunt. And it's just like this is anything to do with Freddie. <laughs> The whole sort of dream child storyline is just very sort of pro-life, pro-life. isn't it? Anti-abortion, mm-hmm. and but yeah, I can't get can't be on board with that. I did like when the the because uh, that would have just solved like when the the comic book guy was like, you could just not have it. Mm. Say just, just like, I can't do that. I've met him in my dreams. It's like no, you're just you're just going for a rough time, mate. Just yeah, flush it out, flush it out. I'm now thinking that there's an earlier version of the script where he just comes in with a coat hanger and goes, have you thought about this? <laughs> <laughs> Bottle of gin in a bathtub. Anyway. Yeah. At number six. Wait a minute. Freddy died by fire, Jason by water. How can we use that? Freddy versus Jason. 2003, Ronnie, you directed and... It's the worst uh, one. Yeah. Worst, one. worst one. Yeah. I told uh, a friend that I'd seen this, and 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 he, I, I, he said, "So where did you start rewatching them?" And I was like, "Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a rewatch; it was a first watch, and it was Freddy versus Jason." And he gave me a hug and said, "I'm so sorry." Yeah, <laughs> quite, I think quite that, right. Yeah, this this is possibly the worst film ever made. Like, if you look at it on a scale, <laughs> no, not the worst film ever made, but it is. Let me finish. Let me finish. You've got to look at it on a scale, right? Because I I could film my toilet for an hour and a half, and that that would be worse. But that's. That the budget would be nothing. That would be me filming my toilet <laughs> with a phone. This film, fuck knows how much it cost and how many people were involved, and not one of them said, "No, don't do this." And I think on that scale of production versus quality, I think this is the worst film ever made. 
Like I like it. The, the worst film ever made to this scale. It's like a six-year-old wrote it. Like the dialogue is so so bad. There's that scene quite early on where the guy sat outside on the porch drinking a beer and talking to himself, and he's like, "Oh, uh, the guy's name's Freddy. I heard a cop say it, uh, and I'll see him in my dream." And it's just like, oh, who writes this? Who, oh. It's so bad, and the story is so incoherent. Like it's just oh. It's not that. I, no, no, the story's good. I, I think no, that the, the strongest story. thing about it is the story what? because um, the idea that the, how, how do you bring how do you bring Freddie and Jason together? You don't. Well, you've, you've drained <laughs> Freddie of all his power by by writing him out of local history, and then you have Freddie have to like send Jason to do some murders to make people think that Freddie's back. And do you realise how much again. like a six-year-old you're sounding right now? <laughs> I think it's great. Like a pretty fucking cool six-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool, yeah. Like a six-year-old who's made his own Freddie glove out of a road sign. For fuck's sake, you see Freddie and Jason in the same fucking film. It's incredible. I mean, it's not incredible, but it's great. I love it. Oh, I don't love it. Mm. It's good. I didn't hate it. I don't remember hating it. No, um, I remember thinking it was fine. No, it's kind of... I mean, it's shit, but I don't remember sort of thinking it was proper awful. The makeup's really bad on Freddy in this as well. It's it's literally just like an afterthought, kind of like we went down the Halloween shop and got a Freddy mask. Uh, And it's been on a radiator for a bit, but I wouldn't notice. It's like, it's just grim. Poor Kelly Rowland. Like, she could have been Beyonce. Oh, yeah. She could have been Beyonce. And instead she, you know, went in this film and ad-libbed a homophobic slur. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I watched it and I was just like, it was so soulless and so just yeah. like, it's like they got given again. They got given the formula and they fucked it up. It's like it's not hard to make banana bread. It's just quite easy. But you've made this instead. It's a yeah. sunken loaf. <laughs> it's a sunken loaf. Your bananas weren't ripe enough, and you've come up with this turd this absolute turd <laughs> and you were trying so hard you were trying so fucking hard I wasn't expecting much because it's a crossover film like I'm quite I'm into my crossovers like Godzilla versus Mothra but that's where they belong in, in, in Japan in, in the Japan 60s. yes <laughs> okay right in the middle of our listeners poll is this one at number five. Oh, sweet fresh meat Nightmare on Street 4, The Dream Master, directed by Rennie Harlan, 1988. So this is the one with the with the Roach Hotel. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the best. I think that's what the best a great death. Right. That's, kill that is. It's really, really that horrific. Is, it's gross. The, the floppy arms still yeah. give me nightmares. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah and it's really and, horrific. I mean, it's the fact that the the opening titles credit like was it five or six different effects companies because there's so many. Mm-hmm. amazing sequences in it they had to get all these different effects artists who all at the top of the game uh on board and that's one of the things i love about kind of late 80s splatter films is when they did that yeah um so the dream master is is one of my favorites of the series i love it and watching never sleep again the documentary it was so pleasing to me to see how uh bob shay at new line was really uh cynical about what rennie harlan was doing saying this does not look like an Elm Street film because he was bringing like woozier, you know, Hong Kong woozier elements into it in this mm. sort of filmmaking style. And then for it to turn out to be the most successful Elm Street film of the lot, I was like, yes, great. Because it's a brilliant film. It's so, so much fun. It's so bright. It's so playful. It's not scary, of course. 
but it, it, they just they've got Freddie at the, at the top of his game and they know what to do with him oh, yeah that is a good one the special effects are amazing obviously but that's that's pretty much it like the plots a dog called Jason pisses yeah. on Freddie's grave and brings him back to yeah. life yeah pisses yeah, fire on Freddie's yeah, grave pisses yeah pisses fire on the grave what's wrong with that what you boy what do you want a dog on pissing fire definitely mate on his grave brings him back to life dog pissy fire it I mean, that's for me. It just looks cool. The, the weird it thing is, like, cool. I don't know why I'm complaining about these things. Like, when I say that, it sounds awesome. It sounds like this yeah. should be great. Yeah. I, I don't know. I love all the scenes in, in 3 and 4. I love all the scenes in the junkyard. Like, I, I always felt like the junkyard was really... I didn't the boiler the boiler room always bored me a bit but I always loved Ooh. it when there were scenes in the junkyard because it always seemed like properly freaky and sinister in that junkyard and I think that's that's where the that's where dog pisses fire isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah yes yeah. definitely it's a junkyard they buried in the junkyard so yeah, yeah. and this was the first one I no it wasn't the first one I ever did anything with was it because I was too young to go and see it at the cinema. No, no what I do remember is um watching uh, Barry Norman on film 88 film 89 whatever it would have been um, absolutely slagging it off saying well this is just stupid and then showing the clip of the beach scene the beach dream mm. sequence yeah. <laughs> where, where the where the knives the, go through the water like like the and, that's great. and then Freddie jumps up out of the sand and puts sunglasses on yeah. and I watched this <laughs> I watched this and I was like shouting at the screen what the fuck are you talking about, Barry Norman? This looks fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Norman wasn't wasn't great. I loved I that like bit. I loved that bit because it's notoriously difficult to run on sand, but he gave it a good go. <laughs> <laughs> this is like one of those really weird sort of lurid comic books where the colours are slightly off and um, there's a couple of sequences that are just like really properly surreal and freaky. Mm. Yeah. And, um, is this I the like one the... with the pizza? Is it the one with the yeah, pizza? Yeah, the pizza. Yeah. And the, the girl... The girl who gets... Uh, the asthmatic girl who gets what a suck face that bit. <laughs> oh, she sucks. He sucks. He sucks. So <laughs> that bit's good, isn't it? I like yeah. that. Yeah. It's got a good ballad. Got a good ballad, it. It has got a good ballad. It's got a good ballad, and it's got. Um, are you ready for Freddy? So yeah, are you ready for Freddy's? So good. Uh, right, coming in at fourth place. You've got the body. I've got the brain. A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge, 1985. So, so, so good, in my opinion, but extremely divisive. I really like this one, and I've not seen this one before either, so it was just like proper not? kind of... No, I think because it had this reputation of being a bit shit, I didn't, I hadn't watched mm. it, and yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by it. It's, um... All right, if nothing, if nothing else, can we agree that it has got the best atmosphere, the best sense of atmosphere of yeah. the whole series? Mm. It, it doesn't use... It's the one thing that doesn't use the main uh, title music theme thing. Um, and it's just Christopher Young's really fucking moody, intense, claustrophobic music throughout. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Um, and obviously it's got the weirdest plot of them all <laughs> it's a possession film and I love possession mm. films it's a lot like Amateurville 2 I think it yeah. feels similar it really does doesn't even, it the guy even looks similar um, mm. really. kind of sweaty um, and drawn kind of, eyes kind of sweaty and... thin he looks like a guy I went to art school with so that was um, fun for me because he ended up doing a lot of naked performance art um, right so I was just getting reminded of him which is fine um <laughs> Maybe the character in this movie would have been less tortured if he'd got into naked performance art. Yeah, I think so. so. Yeah. Go away, Freddie. I'm doing my naked performance art. I'm yeah, my art school friend discovered himself yeah. through naked performance art, so I think... Oh, um, well, there you go. I hope his oh, naked yeah. performance art is better than uh, the, than Jesse's dancing. 
Oh, come on. That's oh, a Who hasn't closed a draw with their ass? Why are you mad? You know, he brings it to every ball. Every morning. Every ball. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing is that like his dad in the in his dad is like this weird schizophrenic mix between really understanding and just totally out of order. Oh, but like, Clue Gulliver is sort of such like, a great he's, actor. It's like hugging him. They're all sort of like when when the awful bird attack happens. Yeah. I've yeah. no idea where they put that in the film. Oh, it's great. Um, when he gets attacked by the birds, they're all like huddling around and being a family and sort of getting through it together. Yeah. And the next scene is him going, I bet you put a firecracker up yeah. that fucking yeah, yeah, bird's yeah. ass, didn't you, you piece of shit? Isn't there the um, scene later where he's strange. up a ladder and he's going, he needs methadone, that's what that boy yeah. needs? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's up a ladder. Yeah. I was watching it as well and I was like, what are you doing up that ladder? It's like nine o'clock in the morning. Jesse's going to school. Why aren't you going to fucking work? He's a busy like, why? I think that, that actually <laughs> sums up the whole film is the question of why why this why now like it it, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense i mean we've talked about the cockroach scene in part four but i think this i think it's this film that has the best dream sequences it's got the the opening bit with the school bus that's a great the, that's great that's a great gorge thing that's incredible the um s&m bar gym bit oh that's amazing where coach schneider yeah. gets gets killed is it fucking amazing I fucking love this film so much. It's it's almost perfection for me. Freddy's Revenge. It got it got voted gayest horror film of all time, yeah. didn't it? Well, it, is, it is. So apart um, apart from the fact that in the end, you know, Jesse defeats Freddy through the love of a good woman, which is a bit, you know, I don't know if they, if they do it? that do it that way around <laughs> these days. But um, it's interesting though because she goes to fight for him, doesn't she? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they don't have sex, do they? No. What happens when they try to have sex? He goes round his hunky friend's house. And... Yeah. <laughs> do you think um, a lot of the sort of homoerotic jokes and, and lines that can be t- double entendres are, are mistakes, or do you think they're... It's intentional. I, I read yeah. that the, uh, the day, screenwriter did it completely deliberately. Yeah. Really, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I particularly like um, There's a Jesse on the phone. Have you heard that? that, that <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And um, the fact he's got a board game on his bedroom shelf called Probe. 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 And there's loads and loads of he was in me, I was in him. Yeah. Or, or lots and yeah. lots of that. Mm. I, I, you know, feeling. I want to be inside you, kind of stuff. Yeah, it's all. Uh, yeah, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, which is <laughs> which adds which adds flavour. So uh, we're into the top three now, and at number three. Miss me. Uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare from 1994. Um, does anyone else think that that's quite high up the it's rankings? That's, number three. that's madness. That's that madness. insane. That, yeah. that is people thinking it's better than it actually is. They've probably yeah. not watched it since 1994. Because there's one good scene in this whole movie. But I'll tell you what this is. It's, it's the cabin in the woods thing. Is that people thinking it's good just because it's clever. But it's not clever. It's got it's it's got one. It's got a clever. It's got a clever concept. Yeah, it's it's um it's a good concept, but not very well executed. The chat show scene is great. Like if you only watch that scene when when she's been interviewed and you kind of think, oh, this is the setup for something that's going to be really really cool. Then yeah, you've got a great you've got a great movie about to happen. But then I quite like the final showdown with Freddy. That's got that kind of like spooky um, fairy tale dark thing that you get like the early. 
the early Elm Street, or particularly the first one. But God, there's a lot of filler in it, and it's it's too long. It's, it's like, very long. I was used to all the others being like an hour and forty. Oh, the kid can fuck right off. Think, yeah, he even screams in an annoying way. What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, don't make him scream again. I was The first time I tried re-watching this, I kept sort of drifting off to sleep and then waking up whenever he made his horrible high-pitched dolphin noise. And I was just like, fucking die, horrible child. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do think it's good, but it's it's... I find it quite unengaging for a lot of its running time. It's very it's soap opera but not in a fun yeah, way. Yeah, it really is. It doesn't have a scary... Like, we just talked about Freddy's Revenge having a scary oppressive atmosphere mm. new nightmare is all bright That's and breezy in la mm. isn't it and it's yeah. just i'd completely forgotten that i'd seen this so technically not an elm street virgin um oh but i think i remember seeing it on telly years and years and years ago because i was watching it and you know when you get that oh hang on i've seen this um and it's specifically mm. in their house and stuff and i remember back then thinking what a load of wank um yeah. <laughs> but obviously i hadn't seen any of the films so i didn't give a shit um now no. i gave many shits I thought <laughs> I thought what a load of wank because um, no. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Scream um, so it's like oh I see what you're doing and you're yeah. about to do well, it the better. thing is though like it's like I think that like Scream is where he really nailed it down mm. like, yeah. like postmodernism it's like a dry like run it is, yeah. Yeah. so it's like a dry yeah. run for Scream but I think it's like at the time Postmodernism was genuinely like really exciting and mm. um, amazing well. and sort of weird. Like Wayne's World was weird and exciting because they broke the fourth wall and they showed you that it was a film being made and all mm. those sorts of things. So I think like at the time, maybe looking back on it now, it doesn't seem as sort of innovative because postmodernism just became everything. Right. And then it became mm. so much a big part of all horror that it kind of fucked it up, I think. I um, think I, I would say it for the second time tonight that Fulci did it first and better with uh, yeah. Cat in the Brain. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I really like seeing... Um, non-actors who work in the film industry playing themselves in films i really enjoy yeah. that no i enjoy um, that but it, it bugs me that you know you've got bob shea in it you've got um that other woman from new line you've got west craven a few others um tuesday night and uh ugh, nick corey as he was called from the original nightmare on street come turn up to oh, yeah, the um, to the funeral scene mm. i can't imagine they were the first people that Asked, would you oh, like to come bless. back and play yourselves? Um, Johnny Depp. I imagine they went to Johnny Depp yeah. first. Well, yeah. Johnny Depp did it in um, Freddy's Dead, didn't he? Did, he did, yeah. He did the brain version. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what bugs me is that when um, Heather Langkamp um, is in the hospital, why does she not say to the nurse, You look just like Lynn Shea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, and then she's in the car making was. a phone call after that, and I, I, th- I was hoping she'd phone Bob Shea and say, "You know, I just saw a nurse who looks exactly <laughs> like your sister." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that just leaves two films to go: the original Nightmare on Elm Street and the third one. And I can reveal that the film that you listeners voted number one is. Original Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, unimaginative. Extreme Warriors was going to win this. I thought so But anyway, our second feature is your second favourite of them all Chuck Russell's 1987 film, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Two 
Teenage patients of the psychiatric hospital are all being terrorised by Freddy in their dreams. Fortunately, their new therapist is Nancy Thompson, the woman who defeated him two movies ago. So, uh, does this deserve to be the most popular sequel? Yep. 100%. Yeah. Definitely. Sure. It's brilliant. Okay, I say no, but, you know. It's really, if you don't like this, you're devoid of joy. I'm devoid, devoid <laughs> of joy. Um, I like this less and less every time I see it. Oh, oh, really? Do you, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you for why, shall I? Um, a Patricia Arquette can't act at that stage in her career. So oh, boring. shush! No, she's B, adorable. Heather Langkamp <laughs> can't act at that stage in her career. So boring. C Craig Watson probably never was never able to act. <laughs> I, I quite like him in Body Double, but um, you know. Um, it's a fantasy film. It's a bore, It's a fucking stupid fantasy film. Will can fuck off, right? Will can fuck off with his in my dreams I am the wizard master that scene with the new he's great don't judge it by the wizard he's the worst one (laughs) in that that that, where the Newton's cradle um, turns into a load of really bad balls flying around (laughs) yeah that awesome bit yeah I remember that (laughs) one so bad (laughs) and lastly fucking Amanda Kruger in the bastard son of 100 maniacs yeah that's not the best what shit why why does Freddy need a second origin story yeah. Eh. I I think that's eh. that's the only thread of Dream Warriors that I don't like is that sort of weird thing that opens up four and five, unfortunately. Maybe they decided pedos weren't scary anymore, so they had to ramp it up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were like, I know, I've got a good idea, creepy nuns, but why is there a creepy nun? Ah, well. I don't know, pass the cocaine, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's AC's Hollywood, uh, but I think uh, the, the main story with the kids is great. I think it really has a lot of thematic depth about these kids kind of struggling with different vices and different things that are tough when you're a teenager and uh freddie kind of represents those demons coming to get them uh and they club together to fight him which you know okay sure it's a little bit schmaltzy but i don't know i I used to watch this film when i was a kid i would watch the first half every single day before i went to school and i'd watch the second half every single day when i got back from school Mm. like for months (laughs) every day I absolutely love this. Uh, and I think it does appeal more to a younger audience, but I don't know. It oof, got me right in the heart. Um, yeah. Is this the one you called the Goonies one, Brownie? Yeah, it felt very um, Steven Spielberg-y, like, that's all gang together, I'm a wizard. Yeah. Uh, the payoff yeah. of the wizard bit was great because he gets killed. Because he's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> in such a boring way, though. Shut up, man. Um, his his yeah. death is awful. I, I love the terrible. Wizard Master. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stand up for the Wizard Master. <laughs> I think it's great. How many movies in the 80s actually showed... 
people playing a variant of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. It was an outsider thing. So, so mm. it was heavy metal to an extent. And, you know, this has got a dock and song on the soundtrack and Dungeons and Dragons. You're not seriously saying that having Dokken on the soundtrack is something that makes this a good film. Yeah, man. Dream Warriors is a That is a great track. Come on. It's catchy, but. That's awesome. I love the video as well, where Freddy wakes up from having a nightmare about Dokken and goes, Oh, who were those guys? Mm. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Dokken. <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird. All the stuff that I've complained about in the other films, I love in Dream Warriors. I it is strange. I can't rationalise that. Mm. But... I think it's because it's the one where they get the tone best. Yeah, where they, yeah, yeah. They get the, uh, I think they get the... Yeah, they get the balance between it being campy yeah. and scary, and also a little bit, you know, possibly right on in places. Yeah. And I think I think you're also right. irreverent. It's, it's the one where they the only where they get that right, I think. Because Fre- yeah. Freddy is very spiteful, isn't he? Like he's so unpleasant to the kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he really picks on their weaknesses, but he does yeah. do the wisecracking thing at the same and time. takes the piss out of them. You know, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's sort of in the end, very cruel, cruelly taking the piss out of the things that are their most scared about and sort yeah. of uh, um, uh, touchy about I guess well also the yeah. things they're passionate about like the um, yeah. welcome to prime time bitch mm. and the um, yeah. the puppet yeah. master bit which is that, that's amazing, amazing. That that's right. yeah. wonderful yeah, yeah, yeah. the close up of his feet all mashed up that's great yeah the foot yeah, the totally is I think this is, um, apart from The Shining, this is the horror film I've seen more than any other yeah. horror film. Because yeah. I was the same. I used to watch it, of all the Freddy films, just just for some reason this one. used to watch yeah. it over yeah. and over and over oh, again. Oh, so did I. I. So yeah. did I. It's, 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 I it in the last few years, but I've why, gone but, but why is that? There must be a reason why all three of us did. Um, it's, it's a strange thing. But it's it's a big part of my childhood, this film. Yeah, I, same. I mean, I the really first, the first, the, for me, the first three films, probably equally. It wasn't specifically this really? one. Really? Yeah. Those first three I did just watch over and over again. But this is the one that has, I've really gone off. Oh, really? You've mm. overwatched it, maybe? No, it's, I just don't think... I, just don't I think, think you've lost touch with your inner child. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there's things I love about it. I, yeah, yeah, like we said, Philip's, Philip's death, Jennifer's death, they're great. Um, I love the yeah. start when the bathroom taps turn into Freddy... That's really oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, Freddy Tap. Yeah. yeah. Do you never, uh, and, and, and never like, bu- go out for like a wedding or something and like get, get, get all dressed up, look at yourself in the mirror and say, in my dreams, I'm beautiful. <laughs> and bad. And bad. And bad. <laughs> she is so awesome. I love that character. Because I definitely <laughs> do. <laughs> and um, Brooke Bundy, who plays Kristen's mum as well. I, I really like her. Underlay, underlay. <laughs> and loads and loads, lo- 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 really lovely long bits of, um, of uh, footage in the car park, which is great. In, in the, the junkyard. Young, uh, in the junkyard the car park makes it sound less exciting <laughs> it's less exciting isn't we, it? we buried Freddy in a car park <laughs> the council are really cross because we messed up all the concrete uh, big Freddy. cock snake is this one as well yeah, isn't it big cock snake they're big cock snake that's right I like the big cock snake the old cock snake I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. right I'm thinking they had to recolour it green because it looked too phallic yeah. originally yeah. Yeah. it's like a big pink one yeah Right, now, a suitably nightmarish Scary Noises. <laughs> so, CJ and Bryony versus Emily and Phil. So, first pair. There's something called Hypnocell. They never told us what it was for, but... Was that, was that CJ, yeah? It was, and I think the dialogue is Freddy versus Jason. It is. 
Did you get the music or did you untactically <sighs> ring in too I was, soon? I untactically rang, though it did sort of sound familiar. Um, cat in the brain. <laughs> no. uh, Emily and Phil, here you go. The music to identify. There's something called hypnosil. They never told us what it was for, but everyone there was taking it. Experimental drug. Not even approved yet by the FDA. Oh, shit. Oh, that sounds a bit Argento. It's not phenomena. It's not phenomena. We need those pills. Enough for all of us. No idea. It's phantasm. Oh, Oh, fuck. Of course course it is. Bloody phantasm. Ah. Okay, number two. Amanda Kruger was part of a religious order that ran that asylum in the 1940s. She was raped by lunatics. He had the baby Yes, Phil. I mean, I'm going to guess. I'm going to say Nightmare on Elm Street 3. No. Nah. Oh, I know. Do you want to have a punt on the music? Nah. Emily? No. Nah. Okay. So, CJ and Bryony, uh, music and dialogue to get here. Amanda Kruger was part of a religious order that ran that asylum in the 1940s. She was raped by lunatics. He had the baby there. That baby grew up to be Freddy Krueger, who murdered 20 or 30 kids right here on Elm Street. He got caught, but the courts cut him loose on a technicality. So the parents of the murdered kids got together and killed him. Okay. The music was uh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what it was, but it was cool. I like the plinky plunky uh, bits. Mm. Yeah. Um, the dialogue was, I can't remember which one. It's, it's got to be four or five, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I want to say five. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be five. Yeah, it's the dream child. And the music was Child's Play 3. Ah. Okay, third one. Let's see you do it. Show us that you're not some little girl. Go on down the stairs and get it. Down there? Yeah. The ball, go get it. Female, you're a girl if you don't get the ball. Female, you are a female. You are a female. You are a female. You are a female. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Somebody needs to just release that as a track. Oh, it's really pretty banging. Yeah, it's a banging the... mashup. It's great. Um, is the music? Oh, hang on, boo, boo. Yeah. Um, is the music two? No. Oh, fuck know. off. Music for two is good. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I enjoyed that. It's the music four. No. Uh, right, oh. so the music was from Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And oh. um, the uh, dialogue was from A Blade in the Dark. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh, here's the fourth one. Also, scores are halfway. Uh, two to CJ and Bryony and nothing to Emily and Phil. Here's the fourth oh. one. Let me guess. You'd like to start on birth control? No. I just want to be checked out. You know, make sure that there are no... Yes, Bryony. Bryony. Music to my... Uh, the dialogue is from Teeth. It is from Teeth. Yeah. And the music is from any one of the Elm Street films. Which one I'm not sure. Um, CJ, do you want me to sing it to you? <laughs> yeah, that, that sometimes works. 
So now I almost reckon it could be the first one, now that you sang it. No. Um, so Emily and Phil, music to figure out here. Sorry. Let me guess. You'd like to start on birth control? No. I just want to be checked out. You know, make sure that there are no... Adaptations um, or anything. Yeah. Is it from two? No. It's from Dream Warriors. I think there might be um, something weird going on inside. I literally watched that less than 24 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's number five. Maybe the trip killed him. No. Because I'm still seeing things the way I did in my dream. It's not over. Let's go. Yes, Phil. I think the dialogue is three. No. <laughs> it's almost like they blend into one film <laughs> they're very different clips oh the, the music is so familiar the music yeah it's familiar here as well but I've no idea no. So okay so idea. CJ and Bryony uh, both bits to get here maybe the trip killed him no because I'm still seeing things the way I did in my dream yeah it's not over um, let's go Cops supposed to pick this stuff up. Glad they didn't. We're gonna have to hit him with everything we got. Whoa! Yeah. Check out this knife. Okay. The dialogue is six. Fred yeah, Fred is dead. dead. Yeah. Um, the music is from any SNES game. Sure, sure. You're Legend of Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that music is so familiar. I'm feeling it's Italian again. Uh... It's extra. Extra! Of course it is. I'm so bad at music. And finally. Oh no. Oh, and you're fucking ugly. Just kidding, ugly. Right. It's cash up front. No door. No yes, shot. Phil. That's Rob. That's thingy, isn't it? So is it Stitches? It is Stitches. Did you get the music? Wow. No. 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 Not okay, so the music, CJ and Bryony. Oh, no. Oh, and you're fucking ugly. Just kidding, ugly. Right. It's cash up front. No door, no show. Right, here he is. Oh, I recognise it. Yeah. Um, I know what that is. Is it? Is it Dream Master? Yeah. It's the uh, cockroach scene. <laughs> Sinead O'Connor there. Oh, it's not. Nice. Ah. So... 5-1, final scores, CJ and Bryony 5, Emily and Phil 1. That was scary oh. noises. <laughs> so there we go. Please leave nice comments and reviews for us on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter and Letterboxd. Or you can email dx5podcast at gmail.com to let us know what you think of the show. Our theme next time will be Killer Kids. And we'll be looking at a couple of Euro horror classics from the 70s. From Spain, Who Can Kill a Child? And from Italy, The Visitor. So that's coming out on 31st of August. 
that'll be going up. And in the meantime, I hope to see some of you at Fright Fest London. Um, especially if you're coming on for the quiz of the night before, that'd be good. And as ever, thanks for <laughs> listening. Oh, <laughs> my